The Trev and Ben Show. Broadcasting to the London Borough of Croydon. This is Croydon Radio. Hello, sweet talking woman. And now, Trevor Smith and Ben Harmer. They don't deserve mouths. The Trev and Ben Show. Hello, good morning to you. Welcome to Gordon Radio and welcome to the Trev and Ben Show. I might start crossing myself. Crossing yourself. You know when you see a football substitute and oh, they yeah. do the cross and then they touch the pitch and kiss their fingers and wave at God. I might start doing that before the show. Okay. Why? Do you, do you want to do the intro again? Alright. Uh, very good morning to you. Welcome to Gordon Radio. Welcome to the Trev and Ben Show. And, and what has that done? It's good luck. Good luck. Yeah, all that, all that inaudible stuff was just for your benefit. Yeah, thanks for that. I've just seen you cross yourself and do a kiss up to the sky, yeah. which means nothing. He's it's watching not, over us. It's not going to bring us any luck whatsoever. Why not? Because God doesn't deal in luck. <laughs> it's divine intervention. Obviously not. And uh, I'm not quite sure how he's going to intervene now. Because oh. divine intervention for some people might be getting this show off the air. Well, today's your lucky day. <laughs> yeah, this is our last show from Matthew's Yard. Yes. It could be our last show for a little while because uh, Croydon Radio's got to relocate. Yes. And for the period of time we're relocating, uh, you won't hear us. But we won't be gone for long. Well, no. And we'll still be doing a podcast. That is a threat. So you don't get rid of us that easily. Do you know, people are thinking, what are they going to... This is their last... Oh, it's not their last show no. ever. They didn't quite... Oh, God. They give with one hand, they take with the other. <laughs> Unbelievable. Anyway, it might be our last show for a little while, but all the usual stuff to come in the next two hours. We've got Think the Link in about 25 minutes. I think quite a toughie today. Okay. No, when I was putting it together in the week, I thought, this is easy. And then I listened back to it yesterday when I was just putting all the stuff together. I thought, it's harder than I thought. I was hoping that you know on the last day of school term mm. all the children are allowed to bring the games in yes I was hoping that in that spirit you might have given me a bit of an easy one no no I'd rather finish on uh, humiliation for you excellent than success why uh, change the <laughs> habit of a lifetime <laughs> new music at 10 uh, the brilliant James Noon and Ghosts of Yesterday at uh, the Compendium we're doing that later on oh yes are you going to make that easy for me no well, fair enough. Uh, all hail to the Trump. <laughs> We've got an excellent all hail it's to the doozy. Trump <laughs> this week. Uh, the pub quiz, appropriately, first and last oh. this week. I know. You see, we do think about this We show. do, a There bit. is a bit of prep that goes on. Uh, also, Ben's fallen out with his wife over a sock. <laughs> and it was the end of an era in my house yesterday. A very oh. sad afternoon. It's all to come in the next two hours right here on the Trev and Ben Show. Morning. Moose Bud and Honey on Croydon Radio. That's a new song I've discovered, by the way. Very good. Because you know I've been doing, you know I've been doing Top of the Pops. I know. So I've, got, I've had to get to, to know some new music. And there's some, some all right ones out there. Where was um, my, uh, you know, involvement in that big gig of yours? What, in Top of the Pops? We, I mean, I think we come as a pair now. Yeah, and and you not, not when it comes to pop culture, mate. <laughs> I only look in one direction for that. I mean, you've landed the, uh, may I call it the T.O.P. C-O-T-P. Well, yeah, you might want to put all the letters in. Uh, I call it Top of the Pops. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's how, that's yeah. how you, you are. <laughs> so why, why am I not involved in this? Well, because, Ben, it requires a certain level of uh, Listen, intelligence. Uh, who was the one, not, not a month ago, on this show playing Justin Bieber? Was it you or was it this guy? It, it was this guy. Was. And do you know that he is on both the number one single and the number two single this and week? And they employ you. Yes. Instead yes. of me. Yeah. Well, but there's one that I discovered. Moose Blood. Good one, that. i tell you what I heard this week I didn't like. Gigs. Ryan. Ryan Giggs, he's, oh. no, no, he's, he's, uh, he's some, uh, some youthful artiste. Okay. Uh, didn't like him. 
Rubbish. Okay. Rubbish. I'm amazed you're all sacked by now. Well, it's my last week this week. Oh, okay. Yeah, there's only holiday cover. To hell with I can, it. I can say what I like now. It's some dreadful music in the charts. <laughs> Awful stuff. <laughs> um, I had to come in on the bus this morning. Um, Again? Yeah, I said I've got a car, have I? It's been months now. Can you not just pay for it to be fixed? I can't afford that. I've got to sort it out myself on the cheapest way possible. You've probably paid for it in bus fare. (laughs) Well, that's why this week uh, I ended up at a a car breaker's yard. Now, I've never been to one of those places before. That was a whole new experience for me. I know. It's like where cars go to die. I know. And we had to go a long way out. It was out near Gatwick somewhere. And uh, they told us before we went that, uh, oh, yes, yes, we, we've, we've got the part you need. Uh, as long as you can take it from the car yourself. We, we've got a couple in the yard. So we drive all that way, right? We, we're walking around. Now, I didn't know what the deal was at a breaker's yard. I've never been to one. Um, you can just go around and take off what you want. And then on the way out, you pay. It's, it's an extraordinary thing. Hmm. I find that amazing. Why can't they just... I mean, what's happening with all those parts? Can't they just give them away? <laughs> I think that's how they make their money. Oh, right. <laughs> anyway, we get there, find one of the cars, very similar to mine. Hasn't got the bit we need. Wasted journey. Uh, well, Furious. I mean, while we're on air, why don't you put out your appeal? What part do you need? Ordered one now. Oh. Spent more on it. You know, I couldn't get one there. But I was gutted all that way for nothing. And they told us on the phone, oh, I was furious. You see, this is why I'm suggesting just pay for it to be fixed. Wasted energy, time, petrol, effort. <laughs> I bet it was a week, was it a weekend? Saturday? Was it a wee, wee weekend? Wee, wee, wee weekend? <laughs> it's like Will Smith has popped in for a chat. <laughs> um, no, it was Monday, Monday afternoon. Uh, I actually had to, to put some work on hold to go. Do you not value your own time? I do value my own time, but I value, uh, you know, a deal, a bargain. That's the point of money, is to pay for stuff that you can't be bothered to do. Well, uh, it didn't work out for me anyway. So I said I've got a car. Rummaging around some old <laughs> breaker's yard, like stick of the dump on your Monday. Well, apparently I didn't go to these other ones, but because uh, my, my dad's obviously taken up the mantle of fixing the car now, you know, because it's beyond any of my knowledge base. Two of the Smith family involved in this now. <laughs> so I think on the next day, he went to about three breaker's yards. He told me he climbed up on sort of three cars on top of each other. It was incredibly dangerous. God, he's a trooper, isn't he? Didn't find one. No. I had a right go at him. Couldn't you? There was four cars. <laughs> Risk your life. Go a bit higher. Climb every sake. mountain. <laughs> so anyway, I'm on the bus this morning. Now, this is a weird thing I've not noticed before. Uh, there's been a few times, because the one thing I don't like about going on the bus these days is they don't accept any cash, do they? Not anymore. And I'm sort of for that. It's, it's sort of quick, I suppose. But it's really annoying if you've not got any money on your Oyster, and let's say you haven't got a, a touch a credit card or something, mm. right? You can't get on the bus. That's right. And that's happened to me a couple of times, and I've been furious about it. Always be prepared. I know. And there was a man this morning. I got on. Luckily, you know, I'm, I'm, more, I'm more clued up these days. Always make sure there's money on, on the Oyster card. Streetwise. Yeah, yeah. I've, <laughs> I learned my lesson. And, uh, and so I get on that. I'm fine. I'm speeding through. I've got my card ready. Yeah. Even before the bus has arrived, it's out. Excellent. It's all I have to do. I don't even stop. Do you know what I mean? I get on, swipe, move, swipe and move. <laughs> you remember that? It's swipe and move. It's not climb on bus, stop, find card, swipe, put back in bag, move. Swipe and move. Love it. Swipe and move. I think <laughs> the new ad slogan. I think it should be. And uh, this man gets on behind me and he put, yes, yeah, that dreadful noise, that dreadful noise in the red light. Ooh. And uh, sometimes it does that on purpose, and then you do it again, it's fine. It's sort of that moment where it just, just likes to, to give you the willies a little bit. Do you think? I almost said another word then. But yeah, I know, be careful. It gives you the willies a little bit. And, oh, I can't. This means I'm going to have to get off the bus. Yeah. And the man just sort of went, oh, I mean, can I just go to Croydon anyway? <laughs> and, I, and the bus driver was sort of talking to him, and I thought he's going to tell him to get off, because that's what happened to me. No, you've got to get off now. And uh, the bus driver seemed to give him a bit of a lecture about making sure there's money, and then let him on. 
No. He got a free ride into coin. I thought, oh, twice I think I've had to get off the bus. I thought all I had to do was just say, can I just go anyway? <laughs> Is that the way it works now? If you <laughs> Must be. If you can't pay, just like, yeah, you just go on for free. I had sort of the opposite problem once. What's I, that? I got on a bus with a fiver. Now, a fiver isn't the biggest note mm. in the world. It's, in fact, the smallest note yeah. that you can get in this country. I got on the bus with a £5 note. Oh, I don't like that. In the days where they could still take cash. Yeah. And he said, oh, I'll change that. Yeah. Hasn't I your thought, friend got a terrible phrase like this? Uh, he's not my friend, this. for a start. Oh, well, you say that. Uh, I, I do know someone who drives a bus mm. for um, Aviva. Not Aviva, because that's not a bus Aviva, company. Who am I thinking of? Aviva. Aviva. Aviva London. Aviva ain't getting you to Las Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> it's not happening. <laughs> so, um, yeah, my, my acquaintance drives a bus <laughs> for... <laughs> he's just an acquaintance now. For Aviva. And he, he once had a person get on with a fiver. Yeah. And he said, the side of my bus says Aviva, not... Bank of England. Oh, I don't condone violence, but do you know what I mean? Just, just a little, just a little <laughs> glance to the side of the face. That's yeah. all it would need. So, it would I did need. hear him once. <laughs> did you? I well did. done. I genuinely did. Again, wouldn't condone it, but well done. I have. I hope you caused some lasting damage. I, honestly, I did thump him once. Why? What did he do? He tried to put his cigarette on my arm. That's quite nasty. Isn't it, it was nasty. It was in the days where this you could man still... is getting nastier and nastier. I don't like him at all. It was in the days where you could smoke in the pub, and he for some reason thought he would antagonise me. Did so you he... say it doesn't say ashtray on the side, does it? <laughs> Just yeah. human body. So... I don't know why you got that tattooed on you. By the way, <laughs> yeah, it's an interesting choice. <laughs> so no, he, he he rubbed a cigarette out on my arm once, so I smacked him in the face. Well done. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's the only violent outburst I've ever had in my life. Really? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, was there damage? Was there any blood? I mean, how hard did you hit him? Uh, he he did complain afterwards. He was saying about. Where did you where did you hit him? Face? In the face, yeah. Hit him in the face. Yeah. Was it just a reaction or did you It was. It was someone someone is putting a cigarette out on my arm and it was just a self preservation yeah, that is. Just thum- just absolutely thumbed him. Well done. <laughs> yeah. Well done. What was my original point? Yes, I got on a bus <laughs> yes. with a five pound note. Oh yes, I had and, that. and a similar not him, but a similar bus driver with a problem with five pound notes mm. sort of uh, said, Well, I can't change that. And I sort of thought, well, I have got the money, so yes. I'm sort of staying on the bus, mate. <laughs> Is that what you said? Yeah. And he just said, okay, get on, and if I get changed by the time you get to your destination, pay me at the end. Yeah, did he? No. Wow. See, so, so you've had a free ride. Well, Everyone's getting a free ride I, in this life, but not, <laughs> not Trev. Oh, no, I have to pay for everything. In my defence, I did try and pay him. I, I did have the money and was willing to pay. He just wasn't competent enough to accept it. It's not, Mind not you, my fault. You see, I remember back in the day when, when, uh, when bus tra- travel was very cheap. Do you know what I mean? For a kid, I think it was about 15p, mm. something like that. Very cheap. And they were, even then in the days of pound notes, Ben, they were a bit fussy about taking notes. Do you know what I mean? They didn't like that. This and is why I, we have unions. And I, but, but, yeah. But once, once they started to sort of charge you a fortune for getting on a bus, they'd yeah. have enough pound coins and, and big change to give you change. If you're going on a 50 pound note, fair enough. I have yeah. a bit of a problem with that, but not a fiver. No. Drives me insane. The other thing that drives me insane, I feel bad about this this morning, because I had plenty of time. I wasn't in a major rush. The bus is early. I've got plenty of time to get here. But um, we stopped at one bus, bus stop, and there was a... I don't like to have a go, but there was an elderly lady, Ben, sort of, I was guessing, in her 70s. And, uh, oh, she took ages. Oh, Ben. You should have taken a leaf out of my book. Well, she, w- she, she wasn't doing the swipe and move, Ben. She wasn't doing that. There was none of, she wasn't even on the bus before she was searching in her bag for about five minutes. Oh. The bus driver was very patient. I mean, he's letting people on for free. Why? He's messing up <laughs> while she's trying to find her pensioner's pass. Just let her on. Just get her on and get her sat down, for God's sake. Right? And she took ages, and, and she's talking that to herself out loud. She's going, oh, dear, where, where is it? I know I had it here. Oh. And I'm, I'm sorry, but age is no excuse. No, it isn't. Because, Have that ready. Uh, <laughs> 
you you know you're at a bus stop. Yeah. You know what you're going to do. Yeah. You know a bus is coming. Have it ready. Yeah, we're no excuse. Gonna, we're never getting a job on Saga Radio, but for God's sake. Joe Ramone. What a wonderful world on Croydon Radio. It's a Joe Ben show. And, uh, oh, the football season's back, man. The real football's back. Yes. Real football when the Premier League starts. Now, that upsets a lot of people. <laughs> a lot of people who support teams, you know, in lower divisions. Where, oh, I do. Where football doesn't really matter. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, it's true. I used to go and see non-league football in my teens. Really? Because uh, my mates were all into it. We used to go to Carshorton Athletic. And... Uh, uh, a weirder bunch of people in a football ground you will never see. No. Uh, it's a very odd... They, they take it all so seriously. And yet the, the football is dreadful. The atmosphere is dreadful. The stand is dreadful. Everything <laughs> about the experience, apart from the fact if you go a bit later, you get in for free. <laughs> That's the only thing as a teenager that it was good for. I went to one game once, right? We, we got there a bit later so we could get in for free. And uh, it was uh, some sort of early... How much would it have cost? Oh, about £1.50. We were teenagers. <laughs> we didn't have any money. And uh, and why should we put our money into a course. failing non-league football club? <laughs> and I, uh, we got there late, and it was, a, it was quite a big game. It was some FA Cup thing, and it was against Woking. Mm. So it was, it was a big clash. Cut short and athletic against Woking. Yeah. Doesn't get much bigger than that. Battle of the Titans. And it was the first time ever before you got to the ground you could hear a little bit of chanting, because normally it was about three people. People that we uh, we dubbed uh, Chimp, Wiggy, and Piggy, they they were the three people who were there on a very regular basis apart from us. Right. And they probably had nicknames for us. Yeah. So there we go. Oh, here they come, that weird lot. Yeah. Always getting in for free. <laughs> they don't support this club. This is just an afternoon out for them. Just somewhere yeah. to hang out. <laughs> and, um, and we got in. And the thing is, we didn't know what the score was. Obviously, we got there late. Nobody knew the score around us. We were asking, what's the score? And we don't know. We were in the bar. Like, no one cares about non-league football. They turn up, you get the odd sort of one or two that sort of sit down, they take all the notes. How many points? That Oh, that's his uh, seventh touch. 75% of passes. <laughs> you get one or two people like that, but most people are like, there's a good bar. You can actually see the football from the bar. I don't care what the score is. So that's what goes on at non-league level. It sounds like what happens in international cricket. International cricket? Don't people just go there to get leathered and pay no attention to the cricket? I, I've been to a few cricket uh, days, and uh, i tell you what, it's, I, the first one I went to was a 2020, mm. and uh, I took no interest in the cricket, I must admit. I was talking to my mates, drinking. Mm. Uh, I have been to a couple where the cricket's been very good and exciting. But whenever I hear anyone who's you know, spent the weekend at mm. the cricket, and on, as, like I say, international level, it can oh, be, yeah. they never tell me about the cricket. They always no. tell me just how amazingly drunk they got. Yes. Yeah. And what and a how brilliant time they had. Yeah. As, 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 and what they're wearing. I mean, that's always a good thing, what costumes are around. Also, the, uh, the beer glass towers. The stewards don't like that. I was at one, Is that like an enormous pint glass? Snake. You know, they make a, a snake of all the empty plastic pint glasses. Oh, do they? And they just make it as long as possible. And as it gets to a certain height, the stewards start getting a bit jumpy. <laughs> and then ultimately they end up sort of toppling it and everyone goes, because <laughs> everyone's so drunk. It's sort of, that's the main attraction. The cricket's got boring. You see, I like that. That's creative. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of good fun. I mean, to be honest, the cricket is secondary. Yeah, of course. But the other thing, the other, the, the thing that is annoying about the cricket is uh, because you have to keep getting up, A, to go and get beer, and B, obviously, to go to the loo. So it's very frustrating because either you're getting in other people's way, getting, excuse me, excuse me, <laughs> or it's other people, and then you, you can't get back up the stairs until the over's finished. As right. if that's putting off the players. There's a flipping 70-foot glass 
snake going round, a Mexican wave, and someone dressed as a koala bear doing a <laughs> run across the pitch. I'm just climbing some stairs with a beer. That's not going to put Marcus Triscothic off his throw, is it? <laughs> I wouldn't have thought so. Anyway, it's an extraordinary day out. So uh, <laughs> it's well worth going. If you've well, not been to the cricket, it's well worth going. people just not willing to admit that cricket is ultimately boring? It is boring, but they've made the crowd make it exciting. I think they're, they're still the old school. There's the old school cricket people who sort of, again, they're, 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 they're all about the numbers. I think cricket is a game if you're, if you're into statistics, really. I mean, at least you're allowed to get drunk and Larry. I mean, at the golf, it's all very shh. Oh, yeah. It's like a library. Couldn't do the golf. No. no. The darts is the best one to go to for that. The darts is amazing. We were gutted this year. We couldn't get tickets. Oh, what a shame. No, it's a great, it's a wonderful oh, night out. I really wanted to go. You get so drunk. <laughs> it is unbelievable. Again, the darts become secondary, but then you get a good match. A pub is what you want. Just forget no, the sport. honestly, you've got to come to the darts. Until you've been to the darts, you cannot, you cannot debase it. I can. I'm, no, you can't. You're not I'm interested not in the darts. For a man who likes to sit and watch snooker, the dullest game in the world. How very day. The dullest game. That's so no right. noise allowed in that, is there? Obviously, you've exposed yourself for being a fool. Yeah. I don't know yeah. what you're talking about. I mean, what you might pop out during the interval for sherry, <laughs> but I mean, that's about as exciting as In it the gets. good old days, they were allowed to drink at the table. Oh, they would do anything yeah. in the old days. Drink, smoke. Uh, but then it was, you know, that was, when, that was when snooker was good. I mean, at least there was some interest then. <laughs> Look at it now. There's nothing. I love snooker. I know. That's why I'm having a go at it. <laughs> but don't ever go in the darts. Fine. A truce. <laughs> on, on two of the <laughs> stupid pub games that we both like. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'll, tell, I'll tell you what I have a problem with. Quoits. Oh, <laughs> what a game. You can not get drunk at that. I'll tell you what. We'll have a game of Shove Apely when this is finished. <laughs> I love a bit of Shove Apely. <laughs> they used to be, I think in the 70s, uh, I think it was... Uh, uh, what was the cricketer? Someone was it Freddie Truman? Was I don't it Freddie know. Truman? Way before my time. He he. Well, it's way before my time. This, but I've seen enough clips. He hosted a show that was all about sort of. Pub- I think that's how the. Oh, the I do know what you're started. talking about. Was it like called the something league or something? Yeah, the indoor league. Yeah, or something. yeah that was, that's that rings a bell. Yeah, yeah, and it was just sort of all those pub games. Bring that back. Yeah, bring. I mean, they bring sort of loads of things, but you know, catchphrase they bring back, and that's just dull. Well, I tell you what, I'd like to see, but there's an ob- there's an obvious. But mm-hmm. I'd love to see it's a knockout comeback. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> someone else. <laughs> yeah, well, he's not coming out. No. He cannot. There is no way he's going to be presenting <laughs> that coming back. I'm not even the biggest fan of slapstick comedy, but there was something about watching people play it's a knockout mm. that I just loved. And the Royal Knockout, of course, that was, that mm. was the, the highlight, wasn't it? John Travolta was in that. Was he? I'm almost certain of it. How's You're looking at me like I'm making that up. He's not a royal. How did he end up in that? I swear. Was it a royal I sort of pro celebrity thing? I don't know. I swear to you. I think John Travolta was involved in, cel- in royal. It's a, it's a royal knockout. I think it's it was royal called. It, that's what it was called. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll have to look that up. We'll and I tell you what else. True. While we're bringing things back, yeah. bring back Mr. Blobby. No, you can't. I, who wants that back? Me. It was the most annoying. All right. It was funny the first couple of weeks. Yeah. And then I think he was the funniest thing on TV ever. He was funny. I'll give you he was funny during the, the gotcha period, but I don't think he should have expanded outside of the gotchas. Then he oh, just became know. annoying. He didn't need a song. Uh, he no, did, he didn't need a song. I'll give you that. He didn't need the celebrity status. I said that like a, like a sort of Ameri- someone who's been living in America for a celebrity. I sort of <laughs> replaced that with a, the T with a D there. Celebrity, I'm going up the, uh, the elevator. Hang on a minute. That, that, that's reminded me, the way you said celebrity, that sounded yeah. a little bit Cliff. And that's reminded me, Cliff was also in It's a Royal Knockout. Was he? He's about as royal as Mr. Blobby is. You see, oh, that's, I'll tell you what, that's where it all starts, isn't it? 
he, he was on a program with thingy. <laughs> he's, hang on a minute. I should stress yeah, for the legal purposes. Yes, he was Cliff cleared. is cleared. He is innocent of but all what charges. I'm saying, there, there, was, there was a connection and people jump on those sort of things. <laughs> so just steer clear of it. That, that's why they can't bring it back. Okay. <laughs> because there's just too much, too much baggage. <laughs> we could be the new commentators. We've got no work after this show. Oh, that's <laughs> we're, true. We're done. <laughs> we, could, we could be the new It's a Knockout hosts. Yeah. You know, All just, you've got to do is wait yourself laughing for half an hour. Look, I, my career path has gone top of the pops, <laughs> and now it's a knockout. This, oh, is, see. this isn't looking good for <laughs> it's me. It's a slippery slope. I mean, well, I'll be bringing children's dreams true next. <laughs> anyway, where oh, was I? Oh, God. Where was I? I've Football, forgotten. Football's back. Oh, yeah. Match of the Day was back last night, and of course it was the first one of the season. Gary Lineker promised at the end of, or some point last season, that if Leicester had won the league, he would present the first match of the day in his pants. And he did. He did. I uh, I turned it on just to uh, just to have a look last night, see if he a was doing it. I thought he'd just do the beginning, and I missed I missed the beginning, so I tuned in during the first um, set of highlights, and I thought, oh well, he would have done it by now. Went back, and he was still in his pants. And I intended to watch all of match the day because <laughs> opening day is always a good day. I like to watch what's happened, you know, get an idea of how teams are playing. I must admit, I couldn't bear it. No, it was just. It was because too, he was in his pants. Yeah, it was too much. It was too weird. There shouldn't be someone on match of the day just in their pants. It I, was too I, weird. I, I think credit take to it. him. Credit to him. I, uh, he went for uh, uh, some sort of white boxers. I think going for white is very dangerous on live telly. Well, with his reputation, <laughs> I mean, is. you know, he's he's had his moments, and he. Let's be honest. <laughs> and um, I thought that was that was a brave move. And yeah. then to do the whole show in it, I mean, first of all, he's got all the... The first thing I heard Alan Shearer... The first thing I heard Alan Shearer say of this season was to Ian Wright, oh, I didn't know it was that cold in here. Just a little swipe already. <laughs> and I, I imagine that that's what it was like all the way through. I think it, it was a bit much, to be honest. It got on my nerves. Oh, I'm sorry. So I turned it off. I thought, this isn't normal. I just... I mean, Jimmy Hill would be spinning in his grave, wouldn't he? <laughs> oh, Des Lyon and wherever he is would be spinning. <laughs> <laughs> they would not have done that in their day. No. It would not have been the done <laughs> thing. Dignity, think the link. So think the link. Three songs to identify. Some with his link between them. You know the score by now. Either the title, the artist, lyric. You know the deal. Quite a difficult one today. Um, Shock myself at how difficult this one is. <laughs> Here we are. So there are three songs. There's a link there. Ooh. Any ideas? Um, no, I'd like to hear them again. It's at Trevor Ben on Twitter or send us a message to CroydonRadio.com. Someone links those three. Okay, I am genuinely stumped. So as always, if you know, even if you don't know what the link is, if you just know one of the songs or one of the artists, get in touch because if we all do that, then together we can work it out. Satcher and Ben on Twitter. I'll send us a message via CroydonRadio.com. That's the way to get in touch with us about absolutely anything, by the way. But right now, we're looking for the link between these three. Good luck. Riff Rain, you're the best thing in my life. We featured them when we love new music a few weeks back. Coming up at 10 today, James Noon and his great song, Ghosts of Yesterday. You weren't ready then, were you? I wasn't, because there's still 30 seconds left. It's a long fade. It's a long fade. 
You could have given me some warning about that. Well, what? what, 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 what? You're all right there. <laughs> it's all right. I did that earlier on as well. <laughs> Turn into uh, WC Fields for a minute. <laughs> um, what, what more warning do you want? I've put my headphones on. I've put the microphones up. I, uh, surely that's I, I'm still asleep. I have a head on the desk. Um, I know. I saw that. Unbelievable. I, I want you to be on. I want you to be up. I'm trying. You did the whole blessing thing right at the start. Yeah. Didn't and work. now what? <laughs> now what? You're showing God the irreverence that he doesn't deserve. Well, we've got the church next door. We have got the church next I'm door. I'm looking for something to do on a Sunday from now on. <laughs> <laughs> um, by the way, uh, I had a bit of an emotional uh, moment in the week. Did you? Yeah. Uh, my, my, one of my godchildren, my youngest godchild, has just turned two, hmm. uh, said my name for the first time this week. What did he say? Well, he, my name to, to those godchildren is Trunkle. Sort Does of he half have some Trevor, sort of half uncle. Learning speech disability or something? No. Trunkle? Trunkle. Trunkle is Trunkle. Oh, yeah. Trevor Uncle. Yes, Aww. you see. And uh, for the first time he said, and then he sprayed me with water. So the moment was sort oh. of, you know, the emotion was quickly wiped away with, uh, with fury. <laughs> because he had, he's, got a, he's got a little toy fire engine where you could put water in and pump it. And he just pointed it straight in my face, soaked my face. Oh. Well, it's all very well saying my name now, mate, but take that. <laughs> <laughs> but no, lovely moment, lovely moment. It's, I sort of got a, a sense of what it must be like to be a parent and hear, hear them call you mummy or daddy for the very first time. Oh, it's but, quite a sweet, Trunkle. It is quite sweet, isn't it? Hmm. And, uh, and the thing is, he said it with a sort of... I didn't realise he was going to soak me, but he sort of said it with a playful demeanour now I think about it. So you were lured? I was lured. And then he just blasted you? Yeah. Now you see how are you supposed to react to that? Is that something you'd be in trouble for? Um, I laughed. I mm. laughed. I don't. I, I'm not worried, but a, a bit of water, really, because what I did then was uh, with my other god godson, his older brother. Uh, we we made him um, look look at the hose, and then we pumped it into his own face. So you know, <laughs> a bit of instant karma. He didn't like it the first time, but then because we laughed so much, he kept doing it himself, oh. he kept making himself even wetter because we we were laughing. Yeah. He thought it was funny. So uh, you know, he got wetter than I did in the end. So it's all very well thinking he's a he's a cocky lad, but uh, <laughs> I think he's learned a valuable lesson there. Yeah, you got the last laugh. Yeah, don't mess with Trunkle. <laughs> Simple as that. <laughs> Have you been watching much of the Olympics? No, still no. Uh, we, we talked about this on our midweek podcast, and more about the TV coverage. And uh, I was watching a bit uh, this morning, actually, because I didn't stay up to watch the, the kind of lot of the uh, climaxes of the big athletics overnight. Mm. And uh, uh, Joe, Joe Ennis, is it Joe Ennis? Jessica Ennis, what's her name? Jessica Ennis, Ennis Hill. Jess- I, always, I always call her Joe. I don't, that's the f- not the first time this week I've called her Is that Joe. a sister? <laughs> I don't know. I just think Joe Ennis sounds better. Isn't it, isn't it Hills? I don't oh, want yeah, yeah, to name her. Yeah, yeah she's she, a hyphenated uh, Is she still type. Hills or is she separated no, from Hills? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Jessica Ennis. <laughs> Jessica Ennis. Let's go with that. Uh, and she, she was having a little cry on the, on the telly because... Um, she basically she was sort of hinting that this could be it for her retirement is, no. is imminent and she kept saying that I didn't want to cry on telly and I just thought let her go the, the reporter just wouldn't let her go and I just thought she doesn't want to cry on telly she's made that abundantly clear well, let her go that's all the TV want oh it was awful show us your tears Jess go on <laughs> cry for us oh it was dreadful I hate all that and then the other thing um, I've been reading about this spat between John Inverdale and Steve Redgrave oh I saw I saw some of that footage did you see yeah. it did that, you... that's my Olympic coverage that's what I've seen so far I haven't seen it did he really just storm off no that's 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 an exaggeration oh really basically John Inverdale gave a piece to camera 
and um, Sir, if you don't mind, Sir, Sir Steve Redgrave, yeah. was standing there with his microphone ready to speak. John Invidale basically finished the piece to camera, and then that was the end of the scene. And, and basically, John Redgrave just sorry, Sir, John Redgrave. <laughs> it's not even John. It's not, Steve, it's just, where's John? <laughs> None of us know any of the athletes. Brothers names. with Joe, Joe Innes. <laughs> Uh, Steve Redgrave then just sort of put his microphone there. By the way, if Talk Sport are listening, we'll be available after. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We know all our stuff. No, he just sort of shrugged and thought, oh, well, what was the point of me being here? Sort of, <laughs> it, it didn't storm off. That's an, oh. no, it's an exaggeration. No. Oh, there, there, was, there was one thing that I think from yesterday where uh, he soaked John Inverdale, well, not soaked, but got him wet with water from an umbrella. And of course, they, that's all part of the spat now. Oh, is the rumoured spat oh, right. between them I love it when the BBC had to come out and say no there's nothing wrong between them they're getting on absolutely fine just tell us if they don't like each other it, it, you, you can't hide that I don't think on telly yeah. you can't hide it I mean it's a shame that this uh, this might be our last show from Croydon Ready for a little while yeah. because I mean with, with on the pulse Olympic punditry like <laughs> yeah. Joe Ennis yeah. <laughs> don't know if his heels or not and <laughs> no. uh, John Redgrave John Redgrave yeah and uh, and of course people really feel like they're missing out yeah and of course Mo Ferret he, he <laughs> oh speaking of him <laughs> yeah um, did you see he won his gold medal he overnight? did yeah yeah the 10,000 metres and I, so I woke up to the coverage that he's won it despite being tripped he was tripped was he was, he? apparently I haven't seen it but yeah apparently he was tripped who tripped him I don't know. I haven't seen it. <laughs> Outrageous. But I like that he managed to win despite being tripped. Yeah. I think maybe that should become a thing. What are they? Gold medals despite. Like, uh, I don't know, the javelin with a dead arm. Right. Is That'd that... be good, wouldn't it? Oh, so th- these are events where you're purposely given yeah. despite. Yeah. Oh, I see. So okay. it won the won the gold medal despite being tripped. Yeah. You could have javelin despite dead arm. You could have... Um, I don't know. I haven't really thought this beyond two events. And what else could you have? You could have bad news. <laughs> it could break terrible, terrible news to people and then make them run the 100 metres. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but uh, real bad news? Your mother's just, ill. Or Go! You're just, just making it up. <laughs> oh, no, you can make it up. <laughs> it's an awful event. <laughs> I don't want to see people running and crying in 100 metres in nine seconds. I think that would separate the true athletes from would just it? your wannabes, yeah. Yeah, because that's what you... Four years of training and focus broken with some made-up bad news. It doesn't get much more competitive than that, does it? <laughs> that's exactly what the, uh, the Olympic spirit is all about, isn't so, it? Uh, I mean, you must be able to suggest one or two. I mean, throw in Olympic sport and then throw in a caveat. Go on. All right, um... Uh, it would make much more interesting telly. People would watch the Olympics again. Well, I noticed that during the golf at this Olympics, there was a, there was a picture of one of the golfers having to uh, uh, prod away an alligator. There you I go. Think, make those uh, definite on any golf course from now on. Golf despite wild animals. Yeah, and if you're in a country like... Uh, I mean, I don't know where the next Olympics are. Uh, I think they're in Japan, the next one. So um, uh, unleash, unleash Godzilla's. <laughs> <laughs> and you know when they do the cycling... Yeah. Have some of those, you know those things the police put out to puncture wheels? Cycling despite a slow puncture. Absolutely. Yeah, or, or quick punctures. Just <laughs> throw those out as the leaders go by, see how good they really are. Yeah. I mean, was it in the Tour de France, Chris Froome's bike got knackered and he, he ran the rest of it. I think we should see more of that. I've heard about that. Is that legal? Because I've, I've, like, you fall off your bike and you're just allowed to leg it for the last few minutes. Is that really, I don't, that's not it, cricket, is it? I don't, well, no, it's cycling. <laughs> <laughs> Texas Midnight Runners, Jacksy, Jack, Jacksy, Will. Oh, man. <laughs> Jacksy, Will. Hang, hang rewind, rewind. Play, play the end of the song again. Let's, let's try that again. Look, we can't have that on the final show. Come on. <laughs> we can't have Come that. on. All right, try, all right, go. Oh, God's sake. Jacksy, 
Jaxie Wilson texted me that Rollins. Yay! Yeah. Um, well done. His name's not Jaxie. No, of course it isn't. Imagine that. Imagine me called Jaxie. <laughs> There's a name you don't hear. I, I, I might, if I have a kid, I'm going to call him Jaxie. Yeah? Jaxie Smith. I'll hold you to that. I'd imagine them being a sports person of some sort. Uh, it's like a, like a 1950s sprint. And Jaxie Smith coming down the straight for the final uh, final 100 metres. He's doing very, very well indeed. And it's a new Olympic record set by Jaxie Smith, the lightning belt, as he is well known. Speaking of which, we've had um, a couple of uh, listener suggestions. Oh, yeah? For uh, more Olympic sports with uh, caveats. The Despite Olympics. Yep. <laughs> oh, that's a good name. <laughs> um, yeah, we've had cycling uh, despite breathing in motorbike exhaust fumes. That's a nice one. And uh, Usain Bolt doing the 100 metres despite having his shoelaces on tight. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. yeah. I'd like well, to even see... better, tied together. <laughs> tied together? Yeah, then they have to do that little waddle when, when your laces are tied together. That's like the Olympic walking. They look like that anyway, <laughs> don't they? I always find that a ridiculous sport. Oh, that's that special walking. Yeah. Where, where is it like... You're, you have to have one foot on the floor at all times. You Is that the rules? Something like that. Because, I mean, no one walks like that. In real- if, you, if you're going to have a walking event, just walk. Don't do that silly thing. It there looks ridiculous. A, there was a great episode like of Malcolm John in the Middle. John Inman with constipation. Have <laughs> you seen an episode of Malcolm in the Middle where Hal uh, Heisenberg takes up power walking? No. It's very funny. Is it? It's worth a watch. All right. <laughs> I, had um, a, I had a row. You had a row? With the, with the missus during the week. Are you sure this is something you want to be sharing? Oh, I had a few rows with her, but this is the one I'll share. Uh, I was trying to get dressed. Mm. I had a lovely bath. Yes. And then I got, got dressed, and I was looking for some socks. Had she run you a lovely bath? Is this a, did it start as a romantic no. gesture? She lit candles. There was scented uh, bath bombs going off. There was, there was, uh, there no, was, I'm married. There was effervescing. <laughs> No, no, none of that. No, no. Oh, okay. Uh, I was looking for a, a pair of socks. Yeah, and I was, I was rummaging through, and I was talking to her. I said, "Is this the sock bag we've got here? The bag of socks?" <laughs> and she, yeah, that's it. The bag of socks. Yeah. She's she's been doing. You just have a bag of socks. She's been doing some washing recently, and it, uh, we have a bag of socks. She's at the been doing some washing recently. Yeah, <laughs> so this is not something she normally does. Or, or have you now? Now after what is it? Two years of marriage, you've finally broken her. She's she's finally doing your washing because she can't stand the stench anymore. <laughs> so I'm going through the socks, and I find black sock jackpot. One black sock. Excellent. Then I'm digging through. I've got green sock, orange sock, multicolored sock. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, I said, this is the sock thing, isn't it? And she said, yes, that is the bag of socks. Well, considering you have found nothing else other than socks in the bag at this stage, surely that was a question, an unnecessary question. Eventually, I, I, I lost my rack because I couldn't find another... Because you lost your sock. <laughs> I couldn't find another black sock. <laughs> and I said, where the hell... Well, I didn't say where the hell, but I have to clean this up for, for right. the radio. Where the hell are all the matching socks? Why do we have nothing but odd socks? And after about five minutes of me so searching was, did through you, this, were you sorry to interrupt? Go ahead. Were you specifically after the black socks, or, or were there just no pairs available at all? I'm not. I'm not a fussy man. I was looking for just a matching pair of socks, and there was no no matching pairs whatsoever. Not at all. And then after about five minutes of me talking to her about the socks, is this the left sock bag? <laughs> the fact, is there another right sock the fact bag? I was right? looking for socks. She knew what I was looking for. Uh, for. About five minutes later, she pipes up and says, "Oh yeah, that is the uh, the old sock bag." <laughs> the odd sock bag oh thank god you reacted that way I thought why the hell do we have a bag of hot socks who is that for 
I don't know. And she just, I'm glad you reacted like that. I thought you thought I'd be unreasonable there. So I then, in a fit of temper, yeah. I, I, I just threw the bag and emptied it all over the floor because I had a little temper. What petulance. <laughs> little, what petulance. A little temper tantrum. Because I'm, I'm on her side all of a sudden. I thought, why are we keeping a bag of odd socks? And she said, oh, in it's case, beca- In case they turn up. That's it. She said, in case the other ones turn up, yeah, I they're can not then match up. them together. And it's like we're Where running. Where are they going to be? I don't know because if they're not in the washing machine, then they're lost. Has she got another odd sock bag somewhere that's been lost? Uh, presumably, because we had. So- I-, I was searching through it for at least five minutes. The amount of odd socks in my house is untrue. It was like we're running some sort of sock orphanage. <laughs> it's, honestly, it was unbelievable. But I, I felt a bit petulant for dumping well, them all over yes. the floor. <laughs> Did you pick them up? No, I think I dumped them all over the floor, mm-hmm. threw the plastic bag on the floor, and then kicked it through the air and stormed out. That, that so, doesn't really... I think kicking an empty plastic bag... It didn't have the gravitas. That, that's no. not getting any anger out, is it? No. That's the least effective way of releasing any anger. Yeah. Kicking a plastic bag. But honestly, why, why, I'm glad you reacted like that, because I thought you'd think I was unreasonable, but no. keeping a bag of odd socks yeah. is insanity, isn't it? It's... it's look, I, I know your wife very well, and um, I don't want to speak out of... T- but that's lunacy. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Thank you. Throw them out, for God's sake. I've been storing that up all week, waiting for <laughs> backup, and finally yeah. I've got it. Uh, the thing about socks, though, Ben, here's a little lesson for you. Uh, do what I do. Uh, I don't buy any of my own socks. Uh, socks have to last me uh, 12 months, because I always, get, <laughs> I always get them for Christmas. And I ask for them now. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, people know, the people that buy me the socks know that that's... That's their job at Christmas <laughs> to get me some socks. They'll get me, say, 10 pairs. Yeah. All exactly the same. Plain black. Uh, maybe have a logo on, but they're all the same. Okay. But they're all black with a little logo on, if not plain black. Doesn't matter then. Doesn't matter. Mix and match as much as you like. It really doesn't matter. <laughs> I think that's the way forward. Why would you want to worry about finding pairs when that's the last thing you, you need to do in the morning? Especially in a house where you've got an odd sock bag. I know. That's not going to make your morning any easier. I is mean, it? colourful socks are fun, but that way, madness lies. I tell you. <laughs> the Coral, dreaming of you. Love that. Ready. It's good, isn't it? Love that. Let's play again. Well, it's, it's not really the thing to do, is it? No. I mean, oh, who cares? Well, I can't. again. <laughs> no, I'm not playing again. <laughs> Fine. I'm not playing again. Sorry, I don't give in to this sort of bullying. <laughs> do you not? Know? No, I don't. Oh. I don't. I don't. Uh, yeah, bullying is something that I rule out. And uh, the moment someone attempts to to press their will upon me, uh, I rebel. What about peer pressure? Peer pressure. Go yeah. On, play it again. Play it again. No, you see what you've what, what you've done is you've caught me in the, the wrong. The only time I give into peer pressure is generally in a pub. Yeah. When I say I'm off now, and people go, oh, "Come on, have one more." I go, no, I really. I've got to be up early in the morning. I really must go. Come on. And then just you're walking out, someone's bought you a pint. Jeff, got you one in. <laughs> I'm going. No, I've got you one now. And then of course that's three more. Oh, yeah. By the time you, uh, that's the only time I give into peer pressure, and it's a big mistake. Mm-hmm. Um, I take a big mistake. I, I made a big mistake last night, by the way. And I, I am struggling a bit this morning. I, I could have done with some Rennies this morning. I got terrible indigestion. I had a spaghetti carbonara quite late last night. That was a mistake. How late? Uh, probably about 11. Ele- you were eating carbonara at 11 was, o'clock at night? Yeah, yeah. What were you doing? What do you mean, what was I doing? I was having a late dinner. Why so late? I don't know. I you got, shouldn't be eating after like 8pm. I got wrapped up in telly and films and things, and uh, and I thought, oh, I'd better eat something, I suppose. Now, tell me it was at least, at least it was a homemade carbonara. No, of course it wasn't. Oh, some packet rubbish, was it? 
Uh, no, no, it was. Um, I tell you what, it was actually. It was. Uh, it was half of uh, of a carbonara I'd ordered on the Friday. Now I should just check because you've given me a chilling throwback to my anxiety dream. Tell me it wasn't watery. It wasn't watery oh, at thank all. Thank God for that. No, no, I thought of you. I thought you'd, you'd have liked this carbonara. It's not watery at all. <laughs> and I know how fussy you are about your carbonaras. <laughs> anyway, I was talking about a pub, right? I um, I went out for some drinks with a mate this week, and um, you know sometimes you're in a pub and the staff just are useless. Mm-hmm. And when you're very British, it's best not to make a fuss. Yeah. Now, I've been to this, this pub a few times, and whenever I've been, there's always been an issue, either with drink or food. So the last time I went, I had to wait ages for the food, then burnt my face on a hot mushroom. Oh, I remember that. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> so that was the last time I went there. So I'm not, I'm not a big fan of this pub, right? And my mate, it's near his house, he keeps selling it to me. He goes, oh, it's a great place, let's go again. Because, well, remember what happened last time? <laughs> You know, I came out looking like a man from The Singing Detective <laughs> just, just because of a mushroom. And he said, no, I'll be fine. So we go, order the first drink. And uh, I order mine. And my mate says uh, he wants a pint of uh, Peroni. And he said, because it's been a hot day, he, he wants to quench his thirst before getting on the booze. So he says, oh, can I have a soda and lime, please? Thought, made that very clear. She pours my pint. She pours a bit of his pint. And then she disappears. And we can't see her for ages. And then she's over the other side of the pub talking to another member of the staff. Okay. I think, what's what all this about? She was mid-pour, and suddenly she's gone. She comes back with a very confused look on her face, pours the rest of the pint, but doesn't fill the glass right up. Oh, I see what's happening. She then puts soda and lime in the beer. Oh, God. <laughs> and I think she'd gone to ask someone about this, because she's never heard of this before. It's not what we asked for. It's what she has heard. <laughs> And yet she's never heard of it. So rather than think, should I ask whether that's what he really wanted? No, I'll make it anyway. And with us being British, we just thought, we'll take it. Absolutely. And I hope he drank it without he did drink it. any qualm. He did. And then the next uh, round came. So I went to go and get the next round. And I said, will you have Lyman? Uh, he said, no, no, I won't this time. <laughs> but he said, funny enough, it tasted all right. <laughs> so I went back in. Uh, and we didn't complain about the lime and soda in a beer. But this time, his pint was flat. And then we had to have this dilemma about, do we complain about that? Yes. I mean, give me the wrong drink. I'm British, I won't complain. Yeah. Give me a flat beer, then there's a complaint. <laughs> so, because I, I don't, I never complain. I ne- oh, you must if you get a flat beer. No, I tend to just sort of, I don't, I never complain. I don't like taking things back. I mean, I've got clothing in my wardrobe that I've bought that have not, never fitted that well. Uh, rather than take them back, I just think, oh, it's too much hassle. I, d- I don't want that embarrassment and that hassle. I'm with you I'll on just, that. You know, I'll just leave it. And that's but what I do with anything. A flat beer, I draw the line. Wow. And then w- the dinner came. Had the mushrooms again. I was very careful. You didn't learn your lesson. Well, I was very careful. You ordered the same nuclear mushroom <laughs> no, that injured what? you the previous yeah, time. Well, what I did this time was I treated it as if I was feeding my godson. And I cut it up into little bits. <laughs> and then waited for it to cool down. And sort of picked them up and went... On it, make sure it was as cool as anything before shoving it in my face. Must so be a I didn't delight get going first, out for dinner with you. First degree birds, but then that first it was a three course meal for for eleven pounds, very good value, mm. right? And uh, first course came very quickly, lovely. Second course, very good. Been sitting there about forty five minutes, no sign of the pudding. No. And uh, my mate says to me, "Do you Bar think mate's working out how to make it?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, she's probably thinking we've asked for everything together. She's thinking. <laughs> brownie and apple pie together I've not heard that before I try it though and she's mixing it all together and, uh, and I said to my mate I said oh he said should we, should we complain so we've already complained once about a pint and uh, last time I was here with you we had to complain that we are now getting a very bad reputation in this pub yeah 
and uh, and I anyway we had to complain and the, and the bloke. Uh, eventually brought the, the puddings over. I'm oh, sorry for the wait, but I wondered whether that was punishment for complaining about the flat beer. I hope you didn't eat it. Well, we did. I definitely spat in it. Don't say that. Definitely. Really? I would have <laughs> complained about my pudding. Surely, surely, surely gobbing on an apple pie is more obvious than on a brownie. I had the brownie. I think I'm all right. <laughs> Trev and Ben. We love new music. And if we could turn the clock, we'd like to introduce you to a new band or artist. This week, actually, it's an old friend of the show. Ben. Ooh. Uh, yeah, it's James Noon, who um, we have known for a very long time because he is the musician, producer, extraordinaire for our old friend Karen Dawn Wright. Yes. Who will be playing later on the show. But James Noon also does his own stuff. He was classically trained from an early age and he dedicated himself as a young child to perfecting all genres as a guitarist and composer, inspired by great songwriters and musicians such as Van Morrison, James Taylor, Joni Mitchells and the Eagles, to name but a few. He is absolutely awesome. This song is brilliant. It's called Ghosts of Yesterday on We Love New Music. We love new music. Music. Hi, this is James Noon. You're listening to We Love New Music on the Trev and Ben Show, and this is my new track, The Ghosts of Yesterday. Hope you enjoy it. Mary's life was written in the stone. Pain and hurt was all she'd ever known. Driven from the darkened town to the land where stars shone all around. Strength and try to start again. She gathered what she could. She built a house from rocks and boughs of wood. Ghosts of Yesterday on We Love New Music. Great song. That was brilliant. Uh, so uh, you can find out more about James at soundcloud.com slash James Noon Music. And you can follow him on Twitter at uh, James W. Noon. And uh, we'll be playing more from uh, James a little bit later on, actually. Mm. When uh, he was in with Karen. Do you remember years ago when they came in and they did a live performance? I do us? remember. We're going to relive that a little bit later on. All over the show like a rash. I know. It's not a bad thing, is it? A rash you'd be pleased to have. <laughs> yes. And that's, that's a rare thing. <laughs> I just realised when I said all over the show like a rash yeah. that, that might not sound complimentary, but I did yeah. mean it in a nice way. Yeah, it's, that's a weird phrase, isn't it? Because you can use that in a, in a sort of positive light. What would, be a, what would be a positive rash? Like a love bite. A love bite. There you go. He's I, all over this show like a love bite. I never like the idea of a love bite. No? It's, always, it's a bit chavvy, isn't it, a love bite? It's like, it's like marking your territory. I don't like that. <laughs> Have you never had one? Do you want me to give you one? I've only... Uh, no! I'll give you a big one on the neck. What, with a hoover? <laughs> That's the best way to do it. A Dyson. A, wire, a wireless Dyson is, is the best... A Weisson. A Weisson. That's the best <laughs> way to get it. 
Anyway, um, anyway, what are we talking about? It's, this is our, our last show for a little bit. Oh. Uh, I just wanted to say, uh, do you know, we've, we've done, I think this is show number 157, something Good like God. that. We, we've done a lot of these. That's a lot of waffle. <laughs> it's a lot of waffle. But also, it's been a lot of uh, really fantastic new music that we've played. It has been. And uh, I just want to say thank you to everyone that supplied us with new music over the time. We've had, we've uncovered some brilliant stuff, haven't we? Yeah. Uh, uh, people like uh, like Karen and James and uh, McCauley, Jace Patrick, Silver Bayonets, Fours. You see now, you've started so a list many. here. And I'll be annoyed if we've missed anybody out. Oh, there'll be loads. There, there are so many we've missed yeah. out. But, uh, but it's been brilliant. So hopefully when we're back, we'll, we'll continue. Because let's face it, without us, these people are nothing. <laughs> nothing without us. Yeah. We set them up on the road to success Ben and if it weren't for this show those bands have been nowhere by now absolutely nowhere so uh, when we're back we will continue uh, we love new music Uh, still to come on the show we've got the compendium in about uh, 10 minutes time Uh, also got uh, all hail to the Trump I've got a lot to say about Trump today Mm -hmm. Um, and you have promised me you have something exceptional it it really is Uh, and the pub quiz a bit later on today's category first and lasts Uh, and of course we are doing uh, Think the Link we are looking for the link between these three songs so how you getting on with that? Now I don't like I don't like to uh, look a gift horse in the mouth. Well, don't. We've had a we've had an answer. Yeah, it's wrong. I've been because I know it's wrong because Trevor let me look at it. Yeah. So if yeah. he lets me see the wrong answers, then they're, they're obviously wrong. So your, your face when I said, "Well, oh, we've got an answer," and you went, "Oh, oh anyway, uh, you can look at that." You you knew, yeah, of course. Wrong, yeah. Right so um, <laughs> if you can identify, I think we've sussed out the final song there. Okay, if you know the artist or the title to the middle one or the first one, let me know. I think to get, I think, wow, oh, is it? Can I can I can I mutter to the audience for a second? Mutter to the audience yeah, without you listening. Mutter. I think the first one might have been Ice Ice Baby or, or Under Pressure by Queen. Why are you whispering? This, this is a very odd thing to could, be doing. Could have been Vanilla Ice. I don't know. It's so creepy. If you know nice. one of those songs, get in touch. Let me know. We can work out the link. Uh, it's the final show for, before our little hiatus. I want to get it right. All right. Come on, Ben. On Twitter, I'll send us a message via croydonradio.com. It was an end of an era in my house yesterday, Ben. It was quite a sad day. What happened? Well, um, yesterday, uh, I, uh, I wanted to treat myself in the afternoon, but I, I decided, because I got up early yesterday, and uh, I'd, done, I'd done a few jobs around the house. I'd even been out in the garden and done some weeding. Oh. You know? Again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then I went in and did some whiting. And, uh, <laughs> I went out and I did some weeding. <laughs> Such a stupid joke, but I, I liked it. I enjoyed yeah. it. And, uh, and so I came in, and I thought, I've got the rest of the day free now. You know, I'm proud of myself. I've... I've, I've done some work in the morning i the, the rest of the day is mine to do with what i will mm. and uh, i thought I'd, i'm gonna watch some some good films today i'm gonna have a bit of a film day so i watched a classic first thing i watched rear window never seen that any good really good really i'm glad i watched that okay. so that's a, that's another classic ticked off my list good job and then i thought do you know what there's two films i really want to watch i've been inspired again by uh, watching jimmy stewart in rear window to watch one of my favorite films of all time harvey which is a wonderful film. If you've never seen it, try and get hold of it and watch it. It is wonderful. Okay. Uh, and I've got that. I've got it. And I also then wanted to watch Man on the Moon, which I have been telling you to watch for weeks. And I've been promising to watch it for weeks, and I still haven't got around to watching it. It's quite an old film now, but it's about... Uh, um, it's about... Um, Andy Kaufman. Andy Kaufman, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Jim Carrey is in it. Uh, and I have both of those films. I thought, I'm going to watch those. There is one downside... I don't have those films on DVD. I don't have those films on hard drive. And I'll tell you for nothing, 
Man on the Moon, you can't rent it from anywhere. Really? So you're going to have to find an illegal copy online because you can't legally rent it. I've l- I Believe me, I've looked. Not that we condone uh, illegally downloading any material. I have no. found links to the uh, film in full. I'll, have you? I'll sort you out after the show, but you can't legally buy it anywhere. But wow. I'll, I'll sort you out. Try it. Well, so I thought, I know, I'll dig out the old video player because I've got both those films you didn't. on VHS. And I watched the film on VHS probably about six months ago. It worked perfectly fine. Plugged it in, hooked it up. There's, there was the old video still in it. The last film I watched, still in it. Oh, yeah. Press eject. Tape chewed up. Uh, stuck in it. That's the end of that VHS player now. You probably can't buy one of them very easily. The last one came off for one of the uh, production lines recently. That, that is it now. And I've got, vid- I've got videos that you cannot get on DVD, and I- I've been meaning to transfer them. I was gutted, Ben. I thought, I thought this video player would see out my last few days of hanging on to that old technology, and it just decided yesterday, that is, you are not allowed to use this technology anymore. This is done. You're being dragged kicking and screaming out of the old days. I was, I was so upset. <laughs> I really was because uh, I, a, I really wanted to watch Harvey. Mm-hmm. I, that, that I was so disappointed by that. And secondly, the fact that I can now no longer watch videos. No. What am I going to do with all my VHSs now? Um, Charity what, shops don't. Should have done want what them. you should have done with them three sort of ten years ago. Just throwing them away. You can't do that, Ben. No, you see, if we were really slick, we'd have Man on the Moon to play now by REM. Yeah, no, we haven't. <laughs> Smokey Robinson and the Tears of a Clown on Croydon Radio. It's the Trevor and Ben Show, and it's time for... Mr. Ben Harmer's Corking Games Compendium. Ben's Corking Games Compendium. Ah. Now, do you remember last week on the show, I mentioned certain quizzes that I watch on the telly? I do. And I said I don't watch uh, Only Connect. No. Because it's a little bit over my head. Mm. I gave it a go this week. How'd you get on? Not too bad. Okay. So it's given me great sucker for today's compendium big words because I feel I feel a sense of inflated ego alright okay having answered a couple of the questions correctly well let's pop that as soon as we possibly can (laughs) so I would of course spin the wonderful drum of destiny and it will at random pick one of five games in your compendium Ben and those games are riddle me this true or false the great Bryn quiz say it again Sam and who am I now I wonder which quiz will suit me best considering the successful week I've had, hmm. uh, conquering Only Connect. <laughs> uh, well, I wonder which one will suit me best. We'll just have to find out. Because I wondered if I could have a strategy when I spin it this week to see whether I could pick the one where I'm really going to succeed. I'm afraid it is an entirely random selection. All right, here we go. Not keen on this randomness anymore. <laughs> oh, it's... Oh. Aha, the Great Britain quiz. Oh. Nobody's favourite. Um, what's the deal with this one? This one, uh, you have ten questions all about Great Britain. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have to get a seven out of ten correct, 70%. You know, have I ever done that? I think you you maybe got close once. I don't. I maybe got close once. It's very difficult. Yeah. And this is actually a more specific round of the Great Britain Is quiz. it? This is all about things that have been the one and only. Well, I'm, I'm feeling energised. I'm feeling pumped. Okay. I've had a week of sucker and I'm feeling pumped. Hit me. All right, then. Here we go. Question number one. Britain's only rack and pinion railway climbs what mountain? How's that confidence doing? 
Mm. Taken a slight dent, <laughs> I'll admit. Rack and pinion. I don't really know what that means. Neither do I. I'll say Snowden. It is Mount Snowden. Come on. Damn. That's <laughs> a good start, isn't it? See? I was really See? hoping you'd fall on your face. I told you. Sucker and pump. <laughs> Question number two. Name England's only cape. Oh, um, there's Cape Cornwall. I don't believe it. It is Cape Cornwall. It's one of my favourite places in the world, that. <laughs> and it is the correct answer. Come on, that's two already. Two out of two. This is... Oh, this is... What a way. This what is unprecedented. A, what a way to, to win a game. <laughs> Question number three. Which is the only British regiment to take its name from a town? Mm, might have fought apart here. Mm, don't worry, you made a very good start. Right, can you just repeat the question? Which is the only British regiment to take its name from a town? Mm, from a town. Is it the Royal Lancashire? It's the Coldstream Guards. Oh. oh. Question number four. What is the only body of water in the Lake District to have the word lake in its name? Windermere. Um, no. <laughs> it's, uh... Is that not in the Lake District? I don't know. It's, the answer was Bazinthwaite Lake. Oh. Obviously. Where's Lake Windermere? I don't know. Question number five. <laughs> Which clergyman, born in East Lothian, was the only active clergyman to sign the American Declaration of Independence? These are difficult, aren't they? These are, yeah, it started off so well. Uh, what was it? I wasn't even listening. Question number five was, which clergyman, born in East Lothian, was the only active clergyman to sign the American Declaration of Independence? Oh, I don't know. Reverend... Good so far. <laughs> Reverend Robbie McDermott. It was Reverend John Witherspoon. Oh. <laughs> Question How number... How many have I got? Uh, you've got two. How out many do of I need five. to get? Uh, you need seven, so you need the next five to be correct. No, that's not happening, is it? I wouldn't have thought so. <laughs> Which English artist's birthplace is the only one in Britain open to the public? Um, Turner. It was Thomas Gainsborough in oh. Sudbury, Suffolk. <laughs> Does that mean I can't win? It means you can't win. Ow. Sorry. Uh, question number Damn seven. You, Victoria Corrin Mitchell. Which is the only traditional Welsh county to span Wales from east to west? What? I said... Which is the only traditional Welsh county to span Wales from east to west? Um, Carmarthen. It's Montgomeryshire. Oh. <laughs> Question number eight, nearly done. Which was the only British city to have its medieval cathedral destroyed by bombing during the Second World War? Coventry. You sound confident with that one. Uh, yes. You were right to be confident. It was Coventry. Yes. So that's three. Question number nine. Prestwick Airport was the only place in Britain where who set foot? Elvis Presley. Again, quite confident. Yeah. Again, correct. <laughs> and question number 10, you could get 5 out of 10, which would be respectable. Yeah, that would be change. one of my best. Who is Britain's only native-born national saint? Native-born national saint. Britain. G yes. Uh, it is the Great Britain oh, yeah, quiz, of sorry. course. <laughs> After how many quizzes have you finally grasped yeah. the idea? Wait, so which British saint is Britain... Brit who is Britain's only native-born national saint? Andrew. David. <laughs> so what are four? Four out of ten. Oh, it's not bad. It's better than I'd have done. I told you, sucker and pump. Never be 
feeling never be lonely on Croydon Radio. It's the Trevor and Ben show. And uh, I think I did all right there. Five out of ten on the Great Britain quiz, I think, is uh, a victory. I think we've always set uh, uh, Yeah, it would have been if you win. got five. You got four. <laughs> no, I got five, you didn't got I? Four. Four? I'm sure you got four. Oh, that's not very good, is it? The last question you got wrong. Oh, yeah, I did, didn't I? Trying to up your game. Sure, I thought I got five. Four. All right. Still not bad. Bigging up your part. Still not bad. And uh, well done to K- K- Kabir. <laughs> God I've turned sake. it to Arkwright from <laughs> Open All Hours this morning. Oh, I'll God. try it. Well done, Kabir, who yeah. got four out of ten as well. I mean, the good thing is, as this is our last show for a little while, this is going to stick in people's minds. We go, oh, it was a good one. It was yeah. a good one. Do you remember that last show they did? Um, if you just joined us, this is our last show for a little bit because uh, Coin Radio is relocating. Yeah, not voluntarily. And, we're, being, uh, <laughs> we're being prized away from the microphones. Or at least that's what we are being told. Yeah, we're uh, a bit suspicious. Yeah, Trevor and Ben, we're, we're moving. Um, <laughs> you, you can't do a show for a few weeks. Um, so you just have to follow us on Twitter and uh, we'll let you know when we will be back. But hopefully it'll be very, very soon. Um, just talking about quizzes and things. Um, I'm an avid uh, quiz watcher. Mm. As you know, I, I, love a, I love a good quiz. The chase, of course. Yep. Eggheads, yep. pointless. And, uh, and I've, I've, I've ventured into the more, uh, the more intellectual. You know, the, the BBC Two quizzes that, has, uh, that, has, that, that uses strings in their theme tune. I was thinking, right. if, you, if you hear strings in the theme tune, this is a classy, this is a classy quiz. Yeah. And, um, uh, but I've also been watching quite a lot of Countdown recently. Okay. Uh, particularly the uh, 8 out of 10 Cats does Countdown versions, because there's been a whole host of those on at the moment. Um, I've got a slight issue with Countdown after all these years. You've only just noticed the problem. Yeah, I have only just noticed the what problem. You know they refer to Dictionary Corner? Yes. And uh, I think for a show that is so... Where maths is so important, yeah. where the science of mathematics is so uh, important... Yes. Why do they call Dictionary Corner Dictionary Corner? Because it isn't a corner. When it's on a curve. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's about the only shape, isn't it? A semicircle. You could, I mean, other shapes, you could sort of say there are corners as such. It's circle. not even in the corner of the room. No. It's an arc for it's, a start. It's, a, it's, not it's a an arc in the centre of the stage. Yeah. Terrible. So, so I thought for a show that, that preaches accuracy, mathematical accuracy, that's bad. So you want to start a campaign to rename yeah. it Dictionary Curve? Or create a proper corner. <laughs> One or the other. Yeah. Don't, don't fob us off with this nonsense, calling it Dictionary Corner, when that's not a corner. Now, which, which would you prefer? Would you prefer them to move it to the corner? <laughs> or would you prefer it to be called Dictionary Curve? Well, diction- I like Dictionary Curve. Dictionary <laughs> Curve sounds lovely. Yeah. I think I would go with Dictionary Curve. Okay. But it's whatever's easiest for them. You know, I'm, I'm not... I, all I'm saying is I, I don't want to cause them too many hassles. You know, I don't want them to build new sets if that's going to cost them money. I would say renaming it Dictionary Curve would be easier than pushing the whole thing to the corner of the set. I think yeah. that would be more practical. <laughs> I mean, you could say that Rachel Riley is in a corner of her own. She might, you could legitimately say she's in number corner. Why is she in a corner? Well, she, she does seem to be in the corner of the stage, doesn't she? You know, so, uh, but Dictionary Corner is not in a corner, and that annoyed me this week, and I thought, I can't have that. So, so just, just something out there. Um, also, when I'm talking quizzes and stuff, because, you, you know, I'm a, I like to get the old brain working every day. I like mm-hmm. to do something. And uh, sometimes it's just a crossword. I love a good crossword, as yep. you know. I wonder what age you have to reach before a word search becomes one of those things you do. My mum suddenly got into word searches, so she's early 60s. The word search has become the thing for her. Can I say something a little bit controversial? And I don't want to upset your mother or offend anybody. Right. Don't listen, mum. Oh, she's not. It's all right. I, w- <laughs> I would say the word search yeah. is the moron's crossword. The moron's... 
the morons cross. Yeah. Mum, he didn't mean it. He didn't. No. I'm terribly sorry, Mrs. I think, Smith. I think he meant to say mothers. Yes. Crossword, yeah. Something like that. Um, so the morons crossword. Because you don't have to do anything. I mean, it's just looking at a page for a while <laughs> and getting your some, highlights out. <laughs> sometimes they're difficult, though, aren't they? Sometimes. Oh, if they're diagonal. And I don't, yeah, yeah. I, don't, I prefer the ones that don't have diagonals. <laughs> if you're going to give me a word search, don't give me one with diagonals. Yeah. And, uh, so I think there, there is an age where that. You know, I think I think a crossword you can do that when you're my age. Mm. That's all right, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, I haven't got into Sudoku. Yeah, no. is that something that I will get into in time? I, I tried to get into it; didn't didn't do much for me. No, it didn't do much for me either. It was boring. Anyway, there was a word search printed this week, and I think I'm wondering whether the person who came up with this is related to you, <laughs> uh, because there were a whole load of words about uh, cats. So you know, you were looking for tabby, paws, meow, tail, whiskers, all those kind of words. Okay, and uh, I don't know what sort of people uh, are, are creating these word searches, but hidden in the word search were lots of other words. Oh, good that you could claim were clues as to the sort of people that might be doing the word yeah. search uh things like prozac insanity lonesome spinster <laughs> reclusive <laughs> depression and lonely all in the word search that's no coincidence New single from the Silver Bayonets, Low. Awesome, oh love God. that ending. It's good, isn't Great. it? Great. It's good. Talking of low, talking of low, other words that are in that word search, empty life, disturbed, hermit, hermit antisocial. <laughs> Very harsh on the people that do word searches. Yeah. You know, people that you've called morons. The truth hurts, doesn't it? <laughs> it's not on. I'm not liking it whatsoever. We have tweeted a link now to that. If you want to go and uh, see us on Twitter, at Trevor and Ben, you can see the word search for yourself. Uh, Donald Trump has given us plenty of material oh. over the last year or so, <laughs> and uh, our occasional feature will have to the Trumpers. Well, I think we can hail it a success. I think so. Um, and it's, it's, it's thanks to him, really, in that he is the gift that just keeps on giving. Uh, keeps on or won't stop? Uh, won't stop. <laughs> I was hoping to bring you news this week that, uh, that perhaps I had been blocked by him on Twitter oh. uh, because I, I tweeted Donald Trump this week. I love it when you do this. Um, because uh, I read last weekend that he had called uh, Hillary Clinton the devil. Right. Now, I don't follow American politics that closely. I don't really know why she is so hated, but um, she's not, you know, she's not well liked. And I just think go, calling someone the devil, is, that's quite extreme. I'm not a religious man, but I'm I think if you call someone devil... Quickly interrupt. Yeah. You are going to love the clip I've got then. Really? You're going to love it. Excellent. Well, um, so I decided that I would, uh, I would tweet Donald Trump. Go on. And I just tweeted him to say, um, uh, Hillary Clinton the devil, I would call you being racist, a cheat, and a liar, satanic called him satanic i was expecting to be banned i was expecting some sort of nothing no probably just ignored water off a duck's back to him isn't it? <laughs> just, nothing can upset him uh not that he would necessarily be reading my tweet i suspect i suspect he's got many people mm -hmm. looking at the tweets that come through just delete probably ignore but i was expecting some sort of response even even his supporters i thought might get on it and start sending me abuse nothing Nothing. So that was disappointing. But I did get something, uh, something nice out of uh, Donald Trump this week. This is one of his uh, most famous moments, I think, over the last year or so. Build that wall. Build that wall. Build that wall. Come on, everyone. Build, Build that, that wall. wall. Build that wall. 
Build that Listen war. to the aggression in his Build last that one. war. Build that war. Oh, he means it. He does. He <laughs> means it. And they have built that wall. Good. Around his star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. <laughs> I love it. A bunch of protesters and artists have built a little wall around his star. Brilliant. And that has made my week. I didn't know he had a star. What has he done, apart from making lots of money and being a horrible human being, to uh, deserve a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame? He, he did The Apprentice. Really, does that give... And, and the battle, the battle there was to get Adam West, the 1960s Batman, a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, and he gets one? That's not on. He had a hair versus hair match with Vince McMahon <laughs> in the WWE. That's still... Yeah, but the Hollywood Walk of Fame, well, surely that's for, that's for your, your, your Cary Grants, your Jimmy <laughs> Stewart's, the big names of cinema. Donald Trump? Mm. No way. So not a fan. So, um... Oh man! If you're if you're getting upset with him calling Hillary Clinton the devil, which mm-hmm. is a pretty once you hear what he's about to say, that's a pretty low level insult. This was um, well, this is Donald Trump talking about Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton. I'll let the clip do the talking for me. ISIS is honoring President Obama. He is the founder of ISIS. He's the founder of ISIS. Okay. Can't say that. He's the founder. No, why people are clapping? He founded ISIS. We didn't. No. And I would say the co-founder would be Crooked Hillary Clinton. Wow. <laughs> co-founder. Crooked Hillary Clinton. There we are. The wow. founder and co-founder of ISIS, President Barack Obama and Hillary Crooked Clinton. There are no depths <laughs> to which this man will sink. I think I'd rather be called the devil. I mean, that's a bit light-hearted now, isn't it, being called the devil? Uh, yes. You yes. look genuinely shocked. Uh, yes, I do I, I not believe... I mean, if it was talking about Tony Blair, then yes. Because I'll be waiting forever If I wait for you Karen Dorn writes, Blue Valentine as done live with us yeah. a while back and James Noon uh, playing along there. We've had a listener get in touch. Uh, said, great voice. Mm. I'd just like to say thank you. That's one of the reasons I got into radio is my silky tones. Um, mm. I don't think they're talking about you. What? They're talking about Karen. Oh. Yeah. Uh, She's got a great voice too. I mean, your voice is sort of, I don't know, it's sort of scratchy on the ears. Slightly annoying. Slightly annoying. Slightly whiny. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm slightly depressed. There's, well, a, there's a constant depression to your voice. Sitting in a room with you for two hours does that. So. Mine's, just, mine's just a fake smile for two hours. You know, I, I bring pretend happiness oh. into the studio. You don't even bring that, do you? No. I mean, I leave here and I'm just a, a, I'm miserable. I get in here and I'm up. I'm up. It's like, yeah, come on, let's do it. And then I leave. It's like, well, that was good, wasn't it? I enjoyed that. Um, uh, just to say, right, Karen Dornwright and uh, and James, they are... You know when people are just talented at everything? Yeah. And it's slightly annoying. Mm. They are. <laughs> they can sing, they can play. Uh, Karen can make amazing food. She, she sells food. Uh, James is a brilliant photographer. It's like everything they touch, they're good at. And they're nice as well. And they're nice they're people. nice people. Yeah. Do you reckon we could, annoying, uh, we could have taken on some of that when we met them? No, it didn't work. No. <laughs> it, was, it was worth a try, wasn't it? It's was worth a try. I have to tell you about um, something that got me in trouble during the week. You got into trouble, not with your wife again. It was with my wife. Oh, again. you've yeah. had a bad week. I have had you? a very bad week, but this one was um, a bit <laughs> out there for getting in trouble. I have to be very careful retelling this story. Okay. I'm going to make it brief. All right. Basically, I was having a dream, mm-hmm. uh, and in the dream, it, it was a good dream. 
I, I was getting it was a bit of a sexy dream to be honest right but there was Presum- uh, presumably you know uh, about your wife no it wasn't her I don't know who it was it was one of those you know when you dream about and you don't know who the people are it was just one of those you know people just to dream an, an amalgam of all yeah. the, of all the uh, internet searches that you've <laughs> done over the last week mm, that's a lot of searching that <laughs> uh, was it was a, it was just a, Is that way you need the glasses a, a random person mm-hmm. in the dream and I, it was, things were about to get sexy it was sexy time oh, good time in ben dream but just as things I don't were, know why i did that voice, just as things were about to get raunchy and <laughs> yeah, things were about to careful. start i'm being careful just yeah. as things were about to start happening yeah someone uh, kept popping up and interrupting and sort of saying oh stop that don't do that every single time yeah. and the dream restarted three or four times and every time it was it's about like to get python sketch about to get really good this bloke would pop up and in my dream i lost my plot like very much like with this sock bag mm. uh, and i I, I went to kick him in the face. You're a very violent man. <laughs> so, I, I didn't. I didn't know this of you. But, this but was, there's a this lot of violence me. within you. This was a dream. This was dream mm. Ben who was getting annoyed. Uh, but the problem was the the dream sort of crossed with reality, and with a lot of well, you force. You woke up and there's someone just in your bedroom going, "Stop that! <laughs> Stop that!" No worse than that. Um, with a lot of force, I furiously kicked the bed, mm. which made my wife scream and wake up, wondering why I was kicking the bejesus out of the bed yeah. wow so I, did you then have to explain to her what was going on in the dream uh no i did that the next day when things had calmed down a bit. how did that go down if you excuse the phrase <laughs> um not very well right ladies and gentlemen listen up welcome to the trev and ben and it's the pub quiz I was thinking it's unfair when you get into trouble for things in dreams. My dad did it once. He did the clean version. He was playing football in his dream. Oh, yeah. And he was running to keep the ball in play. Oh, yeah. And he did a big slide tackle and kicked the crud out of my mum. <laughs> <laughs> There's a violent streak in the Harmer clan, isn't there? A lot of there? kicking going on. <laughs> uh, so the pub quiz, there are three questions. Today's category is first and last. There's an easy question for one point, a medium question for two points, and a hard question for three points. You can take part by being on the shout box right now. Ben, you're, of course, the quiz master, which means you have to have a nickname and a pen. Yes, thank you. Uh, <laughs> and uh, uh, what's your nickname? Uh, well, I thought for a change, I'd let you decide. Oh, okay. All right. Well, um, I think in ref- clean. <laughs> I think in reference to your dream and uh, something else you've talked about today, um, you know there's a character in a James Bond film called Odd Job. <laughs> Careful. I'm going to call you Odd Sock Job. <laughs> Odd Sock Job. Okay. Is your nickname, if you're happy with that. I'm delighted with that. Yes. <laughs> Excellent. Right. Although it doesn't, it doesn't include Ben, which, which traditionally they do. But Something that matters today. No, that's okay. Odd Sock Job. All right, Ben Odd Sock Job. <laughs> or Odd Sock Job Ben. Whichever, whichever way you prefer. Careful. It's up to you. Uh, oh, no, I'm not, I'm not saying that any quicker. <laughs> We're right. off there anyway, it doesn't matter. Question number there one. She For one point, who was the last team to win the FA Cup at the old Wembley Stadium? <laughs> right. Um, I don't know. So, so when was that? It was about 2000, was it? Oh, I don't know. I've had a guess. Yeah, I've Question got a guess there. number two. Who had a top 10 hit in 1988, the year I was born, with the last of the famous international playboys. Oh, I should know that, really, shouldn't I? Who no. had a top ten hit in 1988 with the last of the famous international playboys? That's, I have I've no idea. Never heard of it. No. Um, I'll have a go. You'd have thought with my top of the pops credentials, <laughs> the sort of thing I would know. Question <laughs> number three for three points: Which sportsman's final words before dying were? Oh, re- keep it light. <laughs> were reportedly, "I'll finally get to see Marilyn." 
which sportsman's final words before dying were reportedly, I'll finally get to see Marilyn. Now, I don't know, but I have a... Yeah, I've got a guess. Please don't guess the same thing as me, because I feel quite smart for this guess. Well, we're probably saying the same thing, aren't we? Question number one for one point was, who was the... The incredibly loud boo for. I don't know, I just thought I hadn't booed you this week. <laughs> Did you need to burst my eardrums? That was exceptional. Why do you turn that volume up as well? Stop playing with things. Trying to drown you out. Question number one. Who was the last team to win the FA Cup at the old Wembley Stadium? What have you said? Chelsea. I've said Millwall. Millwall didn't win the FA Cup. They got through to a final and they got thrashed by United. The answer was Chelsea. Come on. Smart Alec. Yeah. Question number two for two points. Take that odd sock job, Ben. Careful. Who had a top ten hit in 1988 with the fame sorry, with the last of the famous international playboys? I've put Beats International. I've put Blondie. Oh, I don't think either of those are right. The answer was Morrissey. <laughs> Question number three, where I steal it. Well, you say that. Which sportsman's final words before dying were reportedly, I'll finally get to see Marilyn. Now, I have said, Mm. because I think he had a thing with Marilyn Monroe, Mm. Joe DiMaggio. I put Joe DiMaggio. Oh, crumbs. The answer is Joe DiMaggio. Come on. So I, the the, the last pub quiz for a little while, I take the victory. Mm. I feel like an Olympic champion. I feel I might cry now as I announce my retirement. I think I might cry too. (laughs) Via the Beach Swings and Water Slides on Croydon Radio. It's the Trevor and Ben Show. And, um, well, we're almost at the end of our final show for a little while, Ben. So, oh. shall we tie up the loose end? Think the link. Uh, so, we were looking for the link between these three songs. So, how did you get on? What help oh, I, did you get? I hate to do it, but I think I'm going to have to go out with a loss. Because oh, really? I don't know what the link is. All right, well, what did you get? What information have you got? Uh, we got Tutti Frutti, uh-huh. but uh, Little Richard or Lil Richard. Yes. We, we, we're not sure. Uh, I think the first one was Vanilla Ice, mm-hmm. Ice Ice Baby. So, so far, I've got Ice and Fruit. So, is it Pims? Uh, oh, that's, that's, a, that's a good guess. <laughs> but It's a good guess, but it's not right. Uh, fruit. Well... Um, I'm trying to help you here. You've, you, so you've, you've got Roy Walker. <laughs> no, you've got <laughs> vanilla, right? So you've got vanilla flavors. Yes, vanilla and, and fruit. Tutti frutti. Fruit vanilla. Yes, for flavors of what? Fruit specifically. Pods. <laughs> vanilla pod. Ice cream. Ice cream. Flavors. Ice cream flavors. Oh, God. Right. Vanilla ice. Ice ice baby. Kylie Minogue chocolate. And Little Richard Tutti Frutti. Ice cream. Is Tutti Frutti a brand it of ice is. cream? It's an ice cream flavour. I remember as a kid, my dad always having Tutti Frutti ice cream. Oh, so there I'm you go. Sorry, I've let you down. You've gone out with a with a whimper, <laughs> which is so embarrassing. Uh, but never mind. And that is about it from us. Uh, standby Ice Station is on the way next. As we've been saying, this is our last show for a little while because Coin Radio is relocating. We're not sure when we will be back. We will be back though. Uh, but you need to follow us on Twitter. We will still be doing a podcast in the week, so subscribe to us on iTunes. It's Trevor and Ben, and uh, as I say, we'll be giving all the details on Twitter as soon as we know when and where we will be. Mm-hmm. It's all very exciting, isn't it? Hmm. You know, a new building. <laughs> yes, I mean, yes, it, it is. is. <laughs> it is exciting. We're, we're moving on. A new beginning. New horizons. Onwards ben. and upwards. <laughs> Onwards and upwards. I don't hear a huge uh, groan of disappointment, I have to say. No. I don't, I don't feel there's too many people that concerned that we're not going to be around. Uh, anyway, we will, of course, let you know. Until the next time we meet, take it easy. Ta-da. Bye. The Trev and Ben Show.